0: You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. You are listening to Beyond the Sig, a prescription for transformative pharmacy care. This podcast is developed in collaboration with the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy and their Flip the Pharmacy team and paid for through CDC grant funding provided by the Pennsylvania Department of Health to the Pennsylvania Pharmacists Association broadcasted exclusively on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. The ACT, Academia CPESN Transformation Pharmacy Collaborative is an operational learning and
1: acting collaborative between schools of pharmacy and established clinically integrated networks of community-based pharmacies. During this episode of Beyond the Sig, Stephanie McGrath sits down with ACT task force members and fellow CPESN network facilitators, Jenny Bocce from CPESN Washington and Megan Smith from CPESN Arkansas to learn more about how CPESN, ACT, and Flip the Pharmacy are all uniting to mobilize and amplify innovation and in community pharmacy practice.
2: Welcome back to Beyond the SIG. I'm very pleased to be here today with Jenny Bacci and Megan Smith, who serve as network facilitators in their respective CPSN networks. Jenny and Megan, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you both. Um, Would you mind introducing yourselves and describe your roles within your networks?
1: Sure. So hi, everyone. My name is Jenny Bacci. I am an assistant professor at the University of Washington School of Pharmacy in Seattle, Washington. And I am a network facilitator for CPSN Washington, as well as a coach um, for Team Washington and Flip the Pharmacy. Hi,
3: everyone. My name is Megan Smith, and I'm an assistant professor at the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences in Little Rock, Arkansas. And I serve as the lead network facilitator for Arkansas CPSN.
2: Thank you both. It's really great to be here with you both today. Um, We're all serving as network facilitators for different CPSN networks, so that's pretty cool. Um, Can you tell me a little bit more about how you feel your unique roles at your respective schools of pharmacy help you to support your CPSN network?
1: Yeah, so as faculty, teaching and research are both a huge part of our jobs Um, and Through research, we're able to amplify all of the incredible work that's being done in community pharmacy. So we use implementation science, we use research and quality improvement principles to help share the results and all the incredible work being done.
3: And another big facet within academia is teaching, of course, and so I have used um, teaching to develop new educational experiences for our students, both in the research aspect, so I have student researchers with me, but then also in practice transformation for our fourth-year pharmacy students, so we will train them to go to practice sites and help change their practices and provide them the facilitation, the resources, maybe some of just the training that they or their staff need in order to make change within their practice. Um, I also help tie in our student organizations and the work that they do at their patient care events or even guest speakers and events that we'll have on campus to tie into our practice leaders and having them um, on campus as well. We are also supportive of our residency programs to help with some of the those same same initiatives as well.
2: Such tremendous work. Thank you both for sharing that. It's really cool to see how you've made so many connections um, between the work that you're doing in your day job um, and uh, making those connections to the community and supporting your pharmacies. And you both also sit on the ACT Pharmacy Collaborative Task-, Task Force and help to advise those ongoing initiatives. Can you describe what ACT is for our listeners and how it ties into CPSN and Flip the Pharmacy?
3: So ACT stands for the Academia and CPESN Transformation Pharmacy Collaborative. Um, So it's a long name, but essentially means it's an operational learning and acting collaborative, a partnership, you could say, between schools of pharmacy and established clinically integrated networks of community-based pharmacies. In our specific instance, the first one is CPESN, which is the Community Pharmacy Enhanced Services Network. So what this partnership does is it helps to support the transformation of community-based pharmacy practice from a product-based care model to a community-based pharmacy care delivery model. So through this partnership, both of those, um, both of those entities are able to share
1: resources, connect, and learn from each other. ACT also collaborates closely with Flip the Pharmacy Many of the faculty members at schools and colleges of pharmacy across the country are serving as practice transformation team leads and coaches within Flip the Pharmacy. And then we're also able to leverage the faculty to support all the different efforts. Um, For example, faculty are pretty good at writing cases. So one of the initiatives that we have um, is a patient case challenge, which we're going to be talking about more in a bit, I think. Um, but really able to help use that expertise and skill set that we have as a school to support the efforts through the Pharmacy.
2: Thank you both. Thanks for breaking down the acronyms. Um, always, uh, always good to do, um, especially in the field of pharmacy. Um, so you mentioned, we talked a little bit about community pharmacy practice transformation. What does that term mean to each of you?
1: In community pharmacy to me, it, it really means a changing the organization and way we deliver care to focus not on the dispensing but more on the service side so rather than viewing ourselves as the people who dispense medication to other people really seeing it as we provide care to people who take medications
3: i agree with that and um, in addition to to what jenny said believe it's working at the top of our license uh, and taking a leadership role within our communities, strengthening the the ties of coordination of care to our other primary care providers,
2: and knowing that we are on the front line as well. So you described a little bit about ACT. Um, Can you share a little bit more about how ACT is working to support practice transformation?
3: Yes, so ACT is um, one able to unite schools and colleges of pharmacy to our pharmacist leaders and vice versa. It's a great place for our leaders to be able to find who the right contact at each school of pharmacy is if they wanted to create a connection or say, hey, I'm doing really great things in my pharmacy. I think we should work together. Um, They're able to find those contacts through ACT. ACT also helps to just mobilize some of the stakeholders and resources to facilitate implementation of new services. Um, they're able to bring more people to the table to help leaders um, create change within their pharmacies. And then the ACT Collaborative has a national voice. I mean, they we are un- unified, all of the colleges. We have 86 colleges, I believe, involved um, within the ACT Collaborative. And so we're able to share the stories nationwide and really, grow and learn from each
0: other. Yeah,
1: and through that connection and unification that Megan talked about, we've had a number of initiatives that we've launched over this first year of the ACT Pharmacy Collaborative. One of those initiatives was the National Day of Service, where we invited students from across the country to partner with their local CPSN pharmacies to provide outreach to those communities. We had I believe 36 schools and colleges of pharmacy involved in that over two weeks in November. And we had over 230 student pharmacists participate who were able to provide care to almost 1500 patients across the country. We've also launched a CPSN scholars program where we're able to provide scholarships to five students across the country who are really interested in getting involved in this transformation movement. And it gives them the ability to travel to the CPESN USA annual meeting and really engage and start to build relationships with the national leaders of this movement. And then the third one is something I alluded to earlier around the patient case challenge. Uh, We've launched an initiative where we are inviting triads of students, faculty members, and community pharmacists to take real life patients and put them into case form so that we can not only use them in the classroom to better prepare our students to be a part of this transformation, but so that our partners like CPSN, USA, and Flip the Pharmacy can use them as resources.
2: Awesome. That's just a lot of really incredible work in less than a year. Um, wow. Now that's we talked a lot about kind of big picture what community pharmacy practice transformation is. Um, can you share a kind of a specific example of how you've seen practice transformation in your network?
3: Yeah, so I can share a specific example from something I mentioned earlier with with uh, creating new educational opportunities where I trained um, student pharmacists to help create change in pharmacy practices, and that is specifically around e-care plan documentation. This was something that um, was really new to pharmacy at um, the beginning of last year, and a lot of our uh, pharmacies in our networks were struggling on starting to use this new technology and Starting to document their clinical services. Um, They've were were, they were familiar and were experts at providing the service, but they didn't have a standardized way to document it. And in the beginning of 2019, we had several software vendors who rolled out um, an e-care plan functionality, which is essentially a way to document clinical services that's codified in a medical way that it can be shared eventually with other systems. And so our pharmacies didn't know how to use that um, and how to incorporate that into workflow. and so So we we did a lot of training with students and they were in with our pharmacy practitioners to learn about what the best way they could transform their work their workflow and how to identify patients um, to document and what services you should document where to start in the beginning we just said document anything and that only got a few people going and was only a somewhat successful um, so what we've learned is that we really need to be specific on the type of service that we're documenting so they should really pick one type of either um, like if they're gonna document Uh, providing shingles vaccines or if they're going to document their adherence um, interventions and enrolling people into MedSync but to focus on one thing and that's something that's already a high priority for them something that they're already putting um, a lot of effort either because it's important for their customer care or if it's important to their bottom line it's something that was already a high priority and we were going to tie documentation to that Um, then next was defining how and when with how if the student's going to do this we're there's um, technicians going to help them do this. And so with our students, we were able to create a protocol for each of these pharmacies. And I'm proud to say, and it's really exciting that each of the pharmacies that were involved in this um, did start documenting e-care plans and were able to sustain this change after the students were gone. In addition, um, they created protocols and resources that we have shared with the entire network who use a similar software vendor. So this change, while those specific pharmacies probably got the largest lift with the students being there, um, we've been able to amplify their efforts to the whole network um, and giving them a step by step guide of how to incorporate those, uh, that documentation within their workflow.
1: CPSN Washington's a, a younger network, so Megan, I may need to give you a call and, and <laughs> about all these things you've learned and, and bring up into our network as well related to e-care plan documentation. Um, but one of the things that really has stood out to me, especially in the past few weeks, has been watching the pharmacies in our state, just like across the country, really pivot and adapt to meet the needs of the community, their communities in the face of the COVID-19 pandemic. And one of our local pharmacies, independent pharmacies, um, just as our state was starting to implement processes and procedures for containing the virus, um, was able to to quickly pick up on that they were going to need to be able to provide care and more care and they were gonna need to do it more efficiently than ever before. And so they actually reached out to one of the providers in their community that they've been working on building a relationship with through Flip the Pharmacy and were able to quickly set up a collaborative drug therapy agreement or CDTA, which is our word for collaborative practice agreement for refill authorization. So they were able to, that gave the pharmacist the authority to issue refills for adults who were on stable chronic medication so that the pharmacists were able to get their community and their patients the medications they needed in a timely manner.
2: That's great. That's just—it's so amazing to see um, how much practice transformation and you know in both of those examples is happening. Um, and it's proof that change is possible, right? That's what we keep saying, you know, through this process. Um, so we've all clearly seen some really great innovations through CPSN, um, but I think we can also all agree that there's still a lot of work to be done. So what does this transformation movement? still need to be truly successful.
3: I think that we continue to, we continually need pharmacy practice leaders to be active and involved and loud with us um we are stronger together and as a um the more of us there are there's a hundred thousand of us talking about practice transformation versus just one of us um we're going to make a greater change with all of us being involved it makes a difference to those who really still don't understand pharmacy and the value that pharmacists provide Um, they don't understand they still see um a a transaction at the pharmacy counter and that that's always still surprising to me even after being in this work for the short seven years that I've been a part of this is that um how how the dis. How far the gap is between folks who are not involved in healthcare understanding what pharmacists can do. And so we need a lot of people to say, yes, this is appropriate for pharmacy. This is something that we in pharmacy can do. So we just need a lot of people to stay active, be involved in things like a community pharmacy enhanced service network or other type of pharmacy network um, or a, an innovative program like Flip the Pharmacy. The more we have involved in those, the greater voice
1: we have. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you, Megan. We need people to stay involved and be persistent and keep sharing their story and, and sharing it in a way that resonates with all the different stakeholders we have. I think one of the key ways that we're able to do that is to back up our stories with data, data that shows what we're doing works and that we're able to scale it and provide a standard of care across pharmacies all over the country.
2: Absolutely. That data is so essential that we're all working towards. Um, well, thank you both. I always learn something from talking with each of you. So this is really um, very, very much a pleasure for me to be able to talk with you both today. And your excitement is just contagious. So I know that our listeners are going to want to get involved. Can you share a little bit about how our listeners could get involved with CPSN, ACT, and Flip the Pharmacy?
1: Sure. So if whether you're a student or a pharmacist or a technician or another faculty member, Looking to get involved in ACT, a great place to start is our website, which is actforpharmacy.com. And you can click on the tab to see the champions at each school. So you can look up who are the faculty member at your local schools and colleges pharmacy that you can reach out to.
3: And if you are a practitioner and want to be involved with CPESN, you can go to their website at www.cpesn.com and look for your local network we have networks in almost every state and look for your network facilitator that's the person that you could be your first point of contact you will also see a list of luminaries or board members and those folks are the pharmacy owners within that state or within that network who are leading change and they're also a good point of contact
1: And finally, Flip the Pharmacy is about to begin accepting applications for Cohort 2. So you can go to flipthepharmacy.com to learn more. Thank you both. Um, Jenny Bacci,
2: Megan Smith, thanks again for your time and insight today. Um, To our listeners, keep tuning in to Beyond the SIG twice a month to hear more of the innovative stories behind community pharmacy practice transformation.
0: Thanks for listening to Beyond the SIG, a prescription for transformative pharmacy care. Be sure to check back with the Pharmacy Podcast Network soon for the next episode. To learn more about transforming the role of the pharmacist, visit papharmacists.com forward slash podcast. That's papharmacists.com forward slash podcast.